Today on episode 448 of the I Am Salt Lake podcast, we are joined by founder and organizer of the One Sweet Festival, Carson Whitlock. Carson shared his passion for creating experiences that bring people together and how he came up for the idea for Utah's Sweetest Festival, what you can expect at this year's celebration, including cake decorating competitions and lots of cool prizes. I am so excited for this festival, Chrissy. Oh my gosh, me too. It makes me hungry. Just a couple of weeks. We just got (laughs) to wait a couple of weeks, you guys. Hey, before we get into this conversation, we should probably introduce ourselves, though. That's always a good idea. My name is Chris Hollifield. And my name is Chrissy Hollifield. Hey, maybe this is your first time listening to the podcast. Maybe you stumbled upon it. Maybe a friend told you about it. Maybe a coworker even told you about it. And now you're asking yourself, what am I in for? What is this podcast all about? Well, this podcast is all about showcasing all the awesome people here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Chrissy and I, we're talking to business owners, authors, tattoo artists, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries, festival organizers, really all the cool people right here in Salt Lake City. Anyone with a cool story to share. But before we do that, we got to talk about COVID here, Chrissy, because <laughs> we got the ever-dreaded COVID here in the, oh in the Hollifield household. We did, and we're still recovering. Uh, it's hard to have energy right yeah. now. You well, know? you know, they say it might last for two or three months past Which past is, having COVID. I, I'm just mad at COVID at this point. Like, I'm just annoyed. And yeah. if COVID had a face, I would punch it. Make sure you're wearing your masks. Make yeah. sure you're washing your hands. You know, I know a lot of people asked us, how did you get COVID? How did you get it? Well, I think it kind of just got brought in through family. I yeah. think that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Not 100% sure. Nobody's 100% sure ever, I guess, really how you ever right. fully got it, right? So that's how we think we got it. We think family kind of brought it into the home. So, hey, be careful when you're around family. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, don't put your guard down too soon. Yeah. But, yeah, for uh, sure. Make sure to keep wearing those masks, you guys. As always, it is super important that we support local companies, especially right now. Luckily for you guys, we have a list of awesome local businesses at supportsaltlake.com. These guys are businesses who support our podcast, and we really have some awesome supporters, including Hugo Coffee Roasters, Elevation Chiropractic, Woodland Advisors, and so many more. The entire list of our supporters is at supportsaltlake.com. All right, here's that conversation that we had with Carson Whitlock when we got to find out all about the One Sweet Festival happening here in a couple of weeks. Such a great conversation, such a great guy. This one made me hungry. Enjoy. Where are you from, man? Let's, I like to always kind of like, let's, let's lay it out for our listeners here of a little bit about Carson, like where you grew up, where you call home, where all that magic started happening for you. Sure. Yeah. So I originally uh, was born and raised in California, Southern California, uh, lived most of my life in the Coachella Valley where Palm Springs is. And I don't know. Have you, have either of you ever been there before? I, I grew up in Ventura, man. So every time oh, we nice. would go yeah. to Ventura, uh-huh. and I think we've driven through there a few times, Chrissy, when I've taken you down there, Probably. right through Palm Springs, right on the, I think it's the, the Palm Desert Highway or something. Isn't that one of the highways through there? Or is that, is that near Palm Springs? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. It should be. I think that's the name of Highway 111. It's been a few years since I've been yeah. there. So the streets are all kind of slowly evaporating out of my head. But yeah, that's that's where I grew up. You know, Desert City. I think it's a it was a very unique place to grow up, just because you always hear about oh Frank Sinatra and and all the old stars from the fifties and sixties that that was kind of their hideout from L.A. and uh, even some of the you know stars uh, today. I remember I was in a complex once for a job, 
And uh, someone was just like, yeah, that's Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, summer home right there. That's... And it was kind of this small little desert bungalow. I mean, yeah. it was nice. I, I'm not going to knock Leonardo, but it's just that's kind of the atmosphere I grew up in was very old and, and very much more of like a resort town. That's actually my same town I grew up in is a lot like that in Wisconsin. A lot yeah. of celebrities had houses and it was weird. I didn't know that. Yeah, on the lakes. Huh. In Wisconsin, too. I, I never right? would have thought that Wisconsin. Yeah. Chris Farley, Shania Twain. I don't know. A couple other people. It was like, we always hoped we'd run into them around town, but you don't. You don't. <laughs> yeah. No one goes downtown Economowoc. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. So what brought, what brought you to Utah then, ma'am? What, what brought you? Did you come from California then to Utah or was there other stops in between there? Yeah. So I, uh, after I graduated from high school, I, uh, I served a mission okay. for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I was down in Houston for two years and then came out to Utah for school. And uh, for to BYU, so been in Provo, and uh, my family actually moved out. I'm the oldest of five. They moved out to the Northern Ogden area, bought a house out there, and they've been loving life. They, it's a lot cooler up there than it was where we grew up. So <laughs> they were kind of done with the desert, 115 degree summer days. That's fair. That's cool, man. So you got some family yeah. here. You got a mm-hmm. life estate. I mean, Utah. Now you're do- now you're putting on festivals, man. Now you're like, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't give too much credit, but uh, I, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. You know, where Palm Springs is, there's still a you know the San Andreas Fault line is right there. We were all, we always had worries. Everyone was like, be careful. The Earth might swallow you up one day while you're sleeping. So just be prepared to have a lot of shaking, and when the big one hits. But yeah, I love the mountains out here. They're definitely different from the mount, from the San Andreas Fault Line. Great outdoor community, great just collaborative community. And I think that's what I was missing, you know, growing up in this older resort town was there weren't there were a lot of kids my age, but there wasn't really a whole lot to do. I mean, the industry down there was a lot of golf, tennis, fortunately bike riding which I love and I did with my dad. Uh, but that was, that was it. I, there was, there wasn't a whole lot for as a teenager and growing up to really do that was that there is here in Utah. Now, how long, how long have you been in Utah then? How many years? So this will be uh fourth year. Okay. So, you, so you've been here for a minute, but still kind of new, man. You're still kind of yeah. new to the area to a degree, but yet you've seen a lot of growth and a lot of change. I'm sure even in the last four years. Uh, let's jump right into the One Sweet Festival because, I mean, I'm sure that's why a lot of people are listening. I mean, I, I like to give a little bit about like, well, who's this Carson? His crazy idea of putting on this this, <laughs> this festival, okay, right? Like, but I yeah. have to say this is my kind of festival. When Chris told that's me about it, I was about. like, oh, yeah. my gosh, just sugar? I'm there. I'm going to eat all of it. <laughs> so what is, what is the One Sweet Festival? I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that have never heard of it. How would you – sell it? How would you talk about it? What's the elevator pitch, man? I would say just very briefly, uh, Utah's had a long history of candy and sweets and soda, as we all know. And this event really is to highlight all of the unique vendors and dessert and sweet offerings that are out there in the state that are made locally, run by local people. And to bring them all together and just kind of have a celebration of all things sweet in the beehive state. 
whose idea was it? Was it your idea to start this festival or how did that even come about, man? Yeah, it was, it was my idea. So I've done a, I've done a few events before with, I work with a marketing firm based out of Salt Lake and was able to do some work with Days of 47 Rodeo right out there at the, at the fairgrounds. Um, some work with the professional rugby team here that plays out in Harriman. But I just was always like, I want to do, I'm an event nut, love going to farmer's markets and just different events to see how they run, how they operate, the themes, how they implement it. And I just wanted to do my own thing. And that's kind of, I was brainstorming with my, with my family. I said, I just, I want to host an event. Don't know what the theme is going to be. And we all kind of came to a consensus that why not desserts and sweets? Everyone loves them. Everyone loves all the different sides to it. There's so many different categories in the industry. And Utah definitely has the most, I, I believe, the most unique sweet offering out in the entire country. I think they do too. I mean, and, and you know, I, not to like put everyone in a box, but we've often talked about how, you know, Utahns, they don't drink as much as other states or they don't, sure. you know, they don't have the same habits as other states. So everyone gets really creative and starts coming up with all these really creative dessert ideas because that's kind of the filler that we go for mostly. Or the soda shops, you know, the all soda the shops. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they're huge. Yeah. Yeah. Al- alcohol consumption, a little bit lower. Soda consumption, probably number one in the country <laughs> per per capita, per person. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. So, so you had this idea to do a sweets festival, like a desserts festival, uh, highlighting all these Utah companies. Now, you did, you work for a marketing company, so it's not like you had a little food business on the side that you were looking to promote. No, and, and I'll be the first to admit I am the worst baker, cook, chef there is. And my wife will tell you 100% agrees with that. But I've just always loved it. I, I wouldn't consider myself even a food critic. But I've always just loved sweets. It was something that brought us together, whether it was socially, you know, my mom would always make stuff, you know, when friends would come over, whether it was for studying for tests in California, um, you know, church events. So it's always been there. But yeah, that's, I, I don't really have any connection to the industry. I don't own my own restaurant, don't own my own brand. Um that's that's basically how it came about. But that's cool, though, because if anything, I think it even helps show our listeners that anybody can do anything they want, right? You don't need like to have all this fancy backing. You don't need to have all this fancy knowledge even about all the food. You don't yeah. know how all these companies operate. You just want to get them all together and have fun right? and, and have sure. them show yeah. off their food. And uh, that's like a really cool thing to be an advocate for something that you love, even if it's not really your thing, you know? Yeah. I think my mom, she, she, uh, she lived in Japan for a few years. She really wanted me to do a Japanese festival because she thought that we could do a better job than some of the other ones out there. And the other festivals do a really, really good job. I think the one in Salt Lake is, is by far my favorite. So I think she was a little bummed that I went a different route for this first time, but hopefully she loves it. I think she loves it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now, you guys did this last year too, right? This is the second year of doing the One Sweet Festival. What? That's right. Well, well, first of all, let's talk this year. What's the date, the location? Then let's get into a little bit of the history there. When it, when is sure. it? When is it happening? Where is it happening? Give us that good stuff. Yeah. So this year, uh, it'll be on September nineteenth, from eleven to seven p.m. 
and it will be at the shops at Southtown Mall in Sandy. So if you're driving, you know, south south of Salt Lake, just right off the freeway, right there, right in the hub, right before you hit point or at least a few minutes before you hit point of the mountain. Yeah. 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 Now, I mean, that's a pretty, th- that mall gets some traffic. Oh too. yeah. So, I mean, that seems like that's yeah. a good That's That's place. like the cool mall where all the teens hang out. At least from what I, <laughs> that's from right. what I hear, yeah. they always want to go to Southtown. Yeah. I just going to say, you know, I remember when I was doing, when I see a space, you know, before an event, I usually just love walking through. And I think this is something that a lot of my friends they're like, yeah, I'll tag along with you. I'm like, hey, I'll be at this place for two hours just sitting there looking at things, trying to visualize it in my head. They're like, yeah, probably not. Let's just go to dinner afterwards. <laughs> um, but I remember going for the first time and sitting in that mall just to see you know, where everyone was going, the flow of traffic. And there were a lot of teenagers. And I don't remember, and maybe this was just me, I wasn't a mall aficionado uh, in California, but I probably went twice, three times maybe with my friends. But I was very surprised that there were a lot of teenagers that were, you know, just going around buying buying clothes. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, some of them were buying or they didn't have bags, but most of them had stuff. And I was just very surprised. Well, it's because we had the beach growing up there in California, I think, you know. <laughs> stuff to and do. so I think here in Utah, <laughs> it's like, well, okay, let's go to the mall. It's warm. It's not hot outside or it's not cold outside. Like, like yeah. you don't have to deal with the temperatures, yeah. when it's the extreme, too extreme temperatures. But uh do you care to talk about some of the vendors and some of the the, the businesses that are going to be at the at the event? I mean, I don't know if there's too many sure. to name or. Yeah, I, uh, I was going to ask first if you could pick your favorite dessert. Well, what would it be? Well, because from, then maybe I could I could talk about if we have a vendor that serves that. My that would, that would, favorite that would well. all time dessert is going to be like an ice cream or something like that. Like some. Oh, so I don't know if you have any local so hard fresh ice cream people. I really like donuts. Yeah, what do you think, Chrissy? Yeah. What, donuts? I, I really like that place in Draper that makes the really fancy donuts, and I can't remember the well, name of it. he wants to know your favorite treat, not oh, the I know. place. The thing wants... is, I just really like food. That's okay. I just Both love work. so. <laughs> I love dessert so much. Way to put us on the spot here, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you're interviewing me. So <laughs> No, it's uh, great. It's great. You're great. It's like picking a favorite child. Can't happen. That's right. And a good answer too. Yeah. Hopefully none of your, uh, hopefully all your kids are listening to that. Um, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> like, see mom, see, I told you mom didn't have a favorite. Well, uh, yeah. Cause a lot um, of these vendors you have, man, we've had a handful of them on the podcast. Actually. Yeah. It's really exciting to see them. I was, like, well, may, or maybe just the one, maybe just Ruby snap. I'm looking well, at and, uh, yeah, Ruby salsa queen is also there. Isn't she? But, uh, yes. Yeah. So I was going to, I was going to say, Chris, to your point, Ice cream, you know, with all of the different ice cream places that are out there. I mean, when you think of Utah ice cream history, you got Fars in Ogden. That's huge. You got the creamery down at BYU, man. You can't forget about that. That's, that's right. That's right. Good ice cream down you there. You got yeah. Aggie ice cream. That's like the hot debate is, is Aggie ice cream or is BYU ice cream better? And even down, if you go down to Beaver, uh, where they have the creamery, and they have where they, you can get the squeaky cheese. They've got good stuff down there. But the food truck, we have a food truck called Utter Rivals, U-D-D-E-R. And they actually what? serve BYU and Aggie ice cream together. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is Interesting. So it, <laughs> like, like in one yeah. bowl, you get one scoop of each? Yes. Yeah. So you can, you can literally test it out and be like, okay, I really just love BYU over Utah State. So... 
That is the coolest that's, idea. That's for you, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. No, wow. I have to. I'm going to look him up. Maybe even bring him on the show, man. Bring him on the podcast. But that would be cool. That's and their logo is a flying cat with a cape. So I'm totally in. That's adorable. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Bonnie Jean is the owner. Great, great lady. Uh, and I talked to her a little bit when we were vetting her as a vendor. And uh, she just has a great story. She just, she just talked about how hadn't seen it really done before in Utah. And what better way to get people interested than pitting two rival, collegiate rivals together in their cream race? It's so brilliant. What What's your vetting yeah. process when you kind of, when people apply? What are the, your kind of stipulations for a good vendor? It's probably how much yeah. good stuff they send them, how many good treats, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bribery. bribery is always key. <laughs> You know, I, uh, you know, bribery does work. I, I will say that. I say when we vet the vendors, usually the bribery happens after we accept them as a vendor. Um, just so, and the vendors are all very great. They're great people. They really are, like I said before, very collaborative and and just want to really be partners instead of, hey, we're just going to come do this. You know, they really they really get invested with things. But yeah, to to your question, Chrissy, the vetting process, the way. It, when we first set up the festival, I wanted to give a variety to guests that were coming. There's a lot of cookie places. There's a lot of uh, cake artists. There's a lot of soda shops, just, you know, generally speaking. And I knew that there were more things to offer. And so we limited in our first year that there was only going to be one vendor per product category. So one ice cream vendor, one donut vendor, one popcorn vendor. And so we just vetted through. Uh, we had some of our top choices uh, in terms of who we wanted to target with first. And we talked to them and some of them were in and some of them said next year. And uh, this year we've expanded it to two per category just because the mall. So the way the, the setup is vendors will be uh, placed throughout the inside of the mall. So in some of the walkways and some of the common areas, and then food trucks will be, there's a grassy area on the western side, kind of in the Texas Roadhouse parking lot. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there'll be six food trucks out there. Right on. And so when we, when we, when I vetted the vendors, it's very simple. We just had an application and I really, they all had to be locally based. So they all had to have started in Utah. They can't be any franchises or, or anything like that. And that's, that's pretty much the basic vetting process uh, is, are you a part of this dessert category? You local? Um, I didn't really care too much if they were big or small. And I think that's the great thing is if you look at all the vendors, and we can talk about more of them too, but they are, you know, Ruby Snap, of course, is very well established down to, uh, we have a new, we have a baklava vendor who just started four months ago. Who's so, the baklava? There's a, What's who, yeah. which one are they? Uh, Vicky's Pastries. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I see it. Baklava yeah. and Armenian you know, treats. I really like. I mean, as a someone who's putting on a festival, it's really easy to just take every application and every fee you can, right? So yeah, it, exactly, it really yeah. speaks a lot to your passion for this because you're caring about the experience for the people who are visiting it. And even though it is tougher for the vendors, you know, because it's hard when there's limited spots for whatever you do. But I think that is what sets you apart from a lot of different types of festivals where you can really get a solid, well-rounded experience instead of just all cupcakes. 
you know? Yeah. It'll make it more fun for the people coming. Yeah. And, and I also told, I think from a vendor standpoint too, is when you go to an event and you're a vendor, let's say to a, a very big expo and there's, and I've seen these before where you have three or four pizza trucks, just food in general, you know, there, there's competition there. And, you know, for someone, for a guest that says, I want pizza, well, you've got four options. And instead of, I want pizza and you've got one option, you're going to go to that place. And so I think for my vendors, it was more of, hey, you know, you're going to be competing, you know, for all for guest experience with all the different dessert categories, but you won't be competing with, you know, three other very popular, you know, cookie or cake or whatever it may be. And, uh, and that's kind of something I think is, I hope that event promoters think about that. Um, if they do have something that's, you know, food themed um, and trying to go after something different. All right. It is that time of the podcast where we're going to take just a couple of minutes, tell you about one of our awesome sponsors, Market Source Real Estate. These guys have actually been sponsors of this podcast for quite a few years now. So, so get out and support these guys. Hey, are you thinking of moving to Salt Lake City? Are you looking at finally getting out of the rent game, finally buying a home of your own? Well, you need to contact our good friend Monique at Market Source Real Estate. The cool thing is, is she actually helped us find the home that we're recording this very podcast in right now. And for the last 20 years, Market Source Real Estate has been specializing in helping people just like you and me buy and sell homes in the Sugar House as well as the greater Salt Lake area. Market Source Real Estate has a background of flipping houses. They've owned almost 20 homes themselves, so they know the ins and outs of older homes if older homes are your thing. And if you're looking to sell your home, Market Source Real Estate specializes in helping sellers update or repair their homes to increase their value and make you more money. All right. Like I said at the beginning, if you're looking to move to Salt Lake City, if you're looking to move to the Valley, you need to contact Monique at Market Source Real Estate. Her phone number, 801-810-6773, or just go give her website a peek. It's thinksaltlakecity.com. It's really cool. Lots of great information. Lots of good information on moving. Lots of good information on Salt Lake City. And as always, many thanks to Market Source Real Estate for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Since this is going to be set up kind of throughout the mall, is there a fee to come to the festival or is it just kind of go to the mall and walk around for, for people who want to show up? Yeah, so free admission um, to anyone that wants to come. Uh, I don't think the mall would have liked that I would have a charge a fee for anyone to come in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would have ever gotten approved. A door deal would be um, tough with a mall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. I knew that going in. And uh, and the mall, they've been great to work with. That's awesome. Um, but the only thing that you will have to pay for are the treats that you get. And that's a little bit different model. But, you know, in my experience and thinking of, there are a lot of different sampling events out there. And those are great. Don't get me wrong. But I just think sampling for a small business, especially a small local business, only gets you so far. At the end of the day, it's can I get you know the revenue in to help me to continue to expand my business with all the local people. So, and that's where you know when you mentioned Salsa Queen, Chrissy, uh, that's one of our golden ticket prizes at the event. Oh, I, that's so what it was. I yeah. saw it on the, a different page. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. So we've put in programs because we know, um, especially in the first year, I knew it's going to be hard to get people to come and just buy things. You know, I, and there are people out there that that just love doing that, walking through and doing things like that. 
And that's why we put in a few of these different programs for people to win prizes. Our motto is, you know, support Utah business and win big when you come to the event. I love that. So, so what is the prizes, the golden tickets prizes? I was actually going to ask you, is it like, uh, like a scavenger hunt you do with the vendors or something? Or is it? How do I get one? What yeah. are they and how do yeah. I have one? <laughs> um, a funny story about how, um, and this is something that I've really tried to implement with the event is I've studied marketing in school and they always talk about always, you always need to look after the customer needs. You know, you may have a great product, but if it doesn't fill any need or, or help someone, you know, have an emotional connection or to improve their lives, then, you know, it's just a product. And uh, when we did our exit survey uh, last year with some of the people that had come, one of the ladies mentioned, we've just had, uh, do you have any ideas for us that we could implement in the future? And she said, why don't you do something like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where there are golden tickets hidden and, you know, guests, they can, they can win a prize. And I, that, I, I completely, once I read that, I was like, we're totally doing that for that this upcoming event. That is the coolest event. idea. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. So the the way we've we figured it out and how we're going to do it is we've uh, we have special golden ticket stickers, and each vendor will have one of those stickers on their packaging in one of their random products at their booth. And so if you purchase that product from the vendor and you find the golden ticket, then you can come to us as an event and you can choose one of the prizes that we have from one of the all the wonderful companies listed on the website. So we have stuff, a uh, $100 gift card to Carver's Seafood and Steakhouse nice. right in Sandy, $75 to Dolcetti Gelato right there uh, in Salt Lake, um, Salsa Queen, $50 uh, order online. And there's even some fun ones. Uh, we have a virtual, it's a two-hour free virtual photo booth, Snap Happy Photo Booth. They do a great job. Cozy Valley Events, which is one we're going to be announcing soon, they do picnic setups oh, for wow. two. So wow. let's say if you want, Chris, if you want to take Chrissy out for a night out, you know, at the park, and you had that golden ticket uh, prize, yeah, they have they have this very nice two person table setup wow. that they can do anywhere. So that's I've actually never, a yeah. really good idea right now with everything going on, right? Take, yeah. take, your, yeah. take your wife or girlfriend or husband, whoever out Chris, to go a buy me lots of treats and bring me back that. Okay. <laughs> I, <want it. laughs> I can try. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's one of the, the, uh, the prize programs. Uh, the other one that we did that was in our first year is called our grab bag giveaway program. And this goes along the line with trying different vendors and buying from different vendors. So if you buy from three u- unique vendors at the event, you can take a picture of the products you purchased or bring them to our prize area or show us you know, the digital receipts that you get. And we'll have, we have smaller prizes to give out. Um, and we have, at this point, have over 350 of those. So... That's just a way to, and those are anything from $5 gift cards to uh, soccer scarves to free soda cards. So fun little, fun little things that, you know, you can use to keep exploring Utah. That's really cool. Is it? So if somebody does want to do that, um, I'm just asking super basic questions. Like if I was showing up, is there a place they would come to while they're there to show you or would they, is there like a digital way for them to send it to you? Like what's kind of the process for someone who wants to try to win a grab bag? 
Yeah, so once you buy at the event, there'll be a prize area that we have that's designated, and it'll be on our map that you go to. And um, last year we had it where we had all the prizes on little slips of paper, and you physically had to stick your hand in and choose one, and that was your prize. This year it's going to be a little different. We're going to have almost like a curtain set up, and one of our staff's going to be behind the curtain. And then when you come and present the pictures of the products that you purchased or the receipts or, you know, even if you, you know, the physical products themselves, we'll call back to the person in the curtain and they'll randomly just stick their hand through the curtain with the prize that you received. So, um, so no one has to touch anything. No one, uh, there's not going to be any extra exposure than there has to be, but still something fun for uh, visually, at least for people to see. Speaking of uh, extra exposure and touching and stuff, I'm sure you ran into a lot of obstacles this year with everything going on with uh, COVID, I'm sure, right? Compared to last year or no? Uh, I would say it's been it's been a, a, uh, just different, unique challenges. I've been working a lot with Department of Agriculture, the city, the mall. Uh, some, of the, some of the restrictions have been good and I, some, there's just been things to rework. So... You know, everyone, because the county is in the yellow phase right now, like everyone will have to wear a mask when they come into the mall. There'll be hand sanitizing stations at all the entrances to the mall. And of course, you know, places throughout as well. Uh, And then just regular social distancing while waiting in line and while you're walking around. Um, And then the vendors will all be set up to be distanced as well. Uh, And most of them were encouraged to just say if you can have if you, if you don't ha- if you have a debit card credit card use that instead of cash that's what the the state has been recommending but yeah just different things that, to think about and how our setup is but nothing that has been too too hard to overcome i think if we had tried doing this in springtime when covid was really you know when everything was shut down i think it would have been a lot different but yeah, we want to keep people safe. And so we're, we're doing the best that we can with what we've got. Well, and it sounds like it. I mean, especially even dealing with a mall. I mean, let them deal with enforcing the mask and let them deal with the hand sanitizer, you know, <laughs> well, at least you don't have to deal to, with that. Exa- well, that, yeah. But I love too how on, you actually have the resources on your website. So if anyone is worried about the the safety protocols, they can just go to your website and click on the COVID tab and read what you're doing and what they need to do. Yeah, and I think that's something for uh, for consumers, especially during this time where there's been a lot of things that have been uncertain, is we want to make sure that this is a certain thing, that there's no fear. And if you are, if people are cautious and don't want to necessarily walk through the mall, we have the curbside option available for people that just want to pull up day of or pre-order, that they can still get their suites and from the safety of their car and still participate that way. Hey, do you want to start your very own podcast, but you don't know where to start? Well, this is the perfect podcast course just for you. I've created this course to show the beginner podcaster everything that they'll need to record, to edit, publish, and grow their very own podcast. You're going to want to join us to learn the entire process of creating a podcast from idea to launch. Learn how to choose subject matter, what equipment you need to create a quality podcast, how to record, how to edit, how to find sponsors, and how to publish your podcast to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Stitcher, and all the other audio outlets. No more piecing together information off the internet. 
No more throwing away money on outdated podcasting books or wasting money on the wrong podcast equipment. If you've ever wanted to start your very own podcast, this is the class for you. This class is hosted in part of the University of Utah Lifelong Learning Series, but you do not need to be a student of the U to go to attend this. This class is going to be online, so you don't need to worry about uh, COVID or any of that. I'm going to be teaching this class online. Just type in IamSaltLake.com slash podcast class into your web browser, and this will forward you to all the information to sign up for the class. Again, IamSaltLake.com slash podcast class. I want to teach you guys how to podcast. This is a great course. This is four weeks. It starts the end of October, and it's going to go for four weeks, two hours every week, and I am going to teach you how to launch your very own podcast. You're going to be super stoked when you're finished. You're going to have an awesome podcast, and we're going to have a great time together. Again, IamSaltLake.com slash podcast class. Join my podcast class, and I'll see you in a few weeks. Thanks, guys. Let's talk about this cake competition that you guys are going to be doing at it. I mean, what's what's going on there? What's, I'm, I'm trying to get uh, some people we know involved. I mean, your mom makes fancy cakes. Oh, yeah. My, well, my mom was a – yeah, she went to – she was a cake decorator. Owned a bakery. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Was that here in Utah? Did she own one here? It was actually in Idaho when I was little. Okay. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, so, so pretty tell, much the same So thing. tell us about this, man. <laughs> what is it? What What do we got here? Um, I, something that I've seen in in just other shows that are are involved with sweets is they have this cake competition. Or there are whole shows that are devoted to just cake competitions. And it's something new that we're trying. You know, because of the wedding industry here, there's a lot of cake artists, cake decorators, people that just make cake. And not just for, you know, not formal businesses, but even just homemakers as well. And so that was something that we just wanted to try out and give people the opportunity to have their cakes displayed at the mall so that as guests walk through, they can see the different creations and just get their business out there a little bit more. So. I'm interested to see how it turns out. It's something new. Um, I think it'll turn out great. And I'm excited to see kind of what all the people that have all the entrants, what they come up with and how it all looks. Because people can do some phenomenal things with cakes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure your mom did, too. So (laughs) she had some interesting ones. I'll tell you that. I, you know, when you're when you when you decorate cakes for a living, you definitely get weird requests that you have to fulfill. And so it can be very fun to watch. And so it looks like they need to go onto the website, theonesweetfestival.com, click on the cake competition, and actually register on the site. Is that correct? It looks like before yes. the 18th of September. And what about yeah. the uh, the competition for uh, youths, the youths, the small children yeah, so under it, 18? It's, it's, the same, it's the same thing. It's just a different age category and a different prize. So cool. they'll all be featured in the same area or or throughout the mall. We're still working on that right now because the goal is to get it in, a, in one of the empty retail spaces at the mall and have them all kind of in a line. Oh, so just cool. waiting to hear back. Yeah, yeah. Waiting to hear back from the mall, which spaces are going to be empty. And if not, then we'll, we'll adjust and we'll put them, you know, throughout, you know, whether it's in between vendors or um, just different, different spots. Right on. And then last night you guys had a pie eating contest, right? 
Chris, I was gonna, I was gonna have you and Chrissy come, but you, you guys came down with COVID. <laughs> I know. I know. I we, know. Are, we were actually really excited about it too. Yeah, I was, I was telling Chrissy about this, and then I don't even think I got back to you with that email. I'm sorry. I was it, that That's okay. guy getting sick just wiped us out. But then yeah. I was looking last night at it before we chatted with you and that's where i saw multiple people that were were uh were the people eating the pies uh that were on the podcast like what's his name the keto guy uh, uh, oh, uh dan drew manning drew, drew manning. manning was drew one manning yeah yeah man he was yeah. he, and then uh jay jay i remember he, first name yeah, he's a musician yeah uh, warren, musician. Jay warren. Jay warren. Jay warren. he was on i am salt lake and i know there was like one or two other people michael but, mchenry yeah michael mchenry yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I know. But, it, look, uh, it looks like it was fun. Tell us about this, man. And why was it last night, not the day of? Like, what? What's the difference there? Pre-game. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I also one of the restrictions we had is we couldn't have any kind of entertainment at the actual event. So, I mean, you could classify. I I classified the pieing competition as entertainment, and I didn't want to have any health code violated by gathering people together to watch this at least you know at the event and uh it was our most popular thing that we did last year at last year's event the more, i think one of the more fun things that we did so uh, that was one of the adjustments we had to make with covid was how are we going to do this and uh, yeah we just decided let's do it a few weeks before do it on a night make it a whole separate thing uh we'll stream it live and uh, still have that part of the event, but you know, just at a different time and and over different uh, different medium. And so, who, so, so who who won? I mean, was there winners or what? Who won? Yeah, so that? we did. We had ten celebrities come out. Yeah, two rounds, uh, just a winner from each round. Because I think if we did a uh, if we had the winners face off, I think that they might have uh, overdosed on pie. Um, which w- probably wouldn't have been good publicity at all. <laughs> um, but the first round we had, his name is Brian Burke, a.k.a. Mean Mike. He is a professional wrestler. Uh, oh, there's wow. a D- Devotion Wrestling is a professional company based in Salt Lake. And he actually took second place last year and so was able to win his uh, his round. And he beat out... It was neck and neck. It was between him and uh, Stephanie Sosa, who is, she is, uh, did stuff on So You Think You Can Dance. I don't know if your kids watch the new show on um, Disney Plus High School Musical, the musical, the series. Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure Chrissy watches it. Oh my it. gosh. I, I'm sure I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> she did, uh, she did some dancing uh, for them. She's been on World of Dance. She's been on the Ellen Show. So she was really pumped and she came really close, but she had a few little snippets, blobs of pie left. And then me and Mike just took it from right there. So, uh, so, so she won many- round one and then round two was, uh, was, uh, it was intense. Um, that was Michael McHenry and Drew Manning were both in that round. Alex Tucci, who is, he plays for the Utah Warriors professional rugby team. Big dude, 6'3", 255. And then, I don't know if you know Steve Kenyon, Foodie Fellowship. Mm, maybe. Maybe I'd recognize the face. He is like, I would say he's the, probably the top speed eater in the state. And that's his oh, whole wow. thing on, on Instagram. So he was the reigning champion from last year. And he, he won by, again, a few blobs. 
I don't think Drew and Michael, I think they weren't as close. Alex Tucci from the Warriors, he was the closest. He was probably just a few gulps uh, smashing in your face behind, Is I, I think would be the best way to say it. But yeah, they all had a fun time. They had, they, they had a good time with it. I think some of them were surprised that they had to not use their hands and put their full face into the pie. I That's think someone the thought they could point. just hold the pie up. Yeah. Just eat it like a yeah, sandwich. It would have been fun getting down there with this big beard, you know, just get all that pie in my beard. Right? Like, <laughs> As I say, then you could save it for later. You know, I'm yeah. sure there's good insulation in the beard. So Great midnight that night, you're like, I just want some pie. And then just yeah. take a piece out and you're good. <laughs> you can store my brownies in there Dude, too. Dude, this is, this is so cool, man. I am so stoked that I brought you on the podcast, man. Because this is like a heck of an event that you've been putting together and that you're current like with the pie and then the cake and the, well, and the, the vendors and, i love oh man like chris and i we love going to festivals we love going to farmers markets we love you know all these cool local things that there haven't been as many of this year but we've always found that our kids get bored really fast yeah. you know and so yeah. it's it's hard because it's like oh we really want to be here but they're upset and they're hot and this is something that like i think it would be tough to get your kids away from so it's it's a great family activity, you know, just release yeah. and, and play. Well, no, within six feet of other people, clearly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it just sounds like a really we, uh, great thing for families to go do. Yeah. And, and one of the things I thought was such a great idea that wasn't my own, one of the foodies that came last year, she brought her, I think she has three kids. I can't remember, three to four. And she each gave them, it was five or ten dollars. And she said, okay, here's your money. Go spend on what vendor you like. And uh, because there's so many options. I mean, you have everything, you know, from cookies to cinnamon rolls to freeze-dried candies to uh, protein bars that are going to be there to uh, popcorn. So, I mean, and every kid loves their, you know, and we all have our own different sweet preferences. So I just thought that was a fun idea for them because she was like, you guys have fun, go wild and come see me after you, after you get your treats. That's so cool. Very cool. We need to switch directions to some Salt Lake city related questions. There's a few standard uh, Salt Lake city area related questions we ask on every show here, Carson. I want to make sure we ask before we run out of time here. We all have family and friends that visit the area, right? And they're like, give us the tour. Give us uh, show us around. We all kind of have those places we like to show people, whether it's downtown or the mountains or the Great Salt Lake or Spiral Jetty. I don't know what it is. I don't know if you have anything you like to show off in in the area. When I say Salt Lake, I say the area, the valley. The Carson Tour. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned the Spiral Jetty. And uh, when my family listens to this, they'll get a kick out of this. We actually took – we went out to the Spiral Jetty um, in our white Honda – or uh, Toyota Sienna, excuse me, the minivan. Um, and th- there's no paved road to get out there. And so it was super bumpy. And I think that's, and then when we got there, it's like, oh yeah, that was great to look at. And then we hopped right back in the car. But I think everyone just remembers how we were probably in the car for an hour on the bumpy road. So uh, that's one of the more infamous Whitlock memories. But I would say, I would say places that would be cool. Temple Square, of course, is, yeah. is a must. It's beautiful, yeah. And I know it's I know the temple's under construction right now, but even walking through at night when everything will be finished is is just fascinating to see and and to see the history behind that. 
another spot that I've always had a weird affinity for and just a love of is um, the Saltaire. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes, I love it there. Such such a funky building, and uh, it kind of has these you know the 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 tops of the spires i mean they're almost arabic looking you know they look like they're from aladdin um which reminds me a lot of where i grew up in california because the coachella valley was one of the highest it's it's one of the highest date the fruit the date producing places in the in the u.s and i don't know i just i just love how it's right there on the water and it's, it's just right there there's nothing really around it and it's and it's there Years ago, that used to be the spot to see live music. That was the yeah. place. Uh, seen a lot of really good music out there. So yeah. it's a, it'd be a fun podcast to do about the history. I think, oh my of, gosh. Of the great I am so fascinated with the history of Saltaire. So mm, very yes. cool. Now we did talk about a lot of great desserts and a lot of great treats in Utah. And, uh, and one of the questions we ask is favorite local eating spots. So do you have like one or two favorite places that you like to grab lunch or dinner even from time to time or, 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 or maybe you don't have any. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I have one. I have one in mind, actually. Um, recently, a few weeks ago, I was at work in Salt Lake, and uh, I wanted to just go out to lunch. And I was like, to my boss, I said, hey, do you have any recommendations or do you have any coupons? Because he signs up for all the, the coupon email lists. And uh, we saw Santo Taco. I don't know if you've heard of that. It sounds place before. Yeah, I know I've heard of them. Where's it, where, where's it at? Tell us about it. What? Yeah. It's it's near um you know the side of the freeway where the fair park is? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a little I would say it's a little north and closer to the interstate, but it's okay. it's probably uh, I'm not very good with directions, but uh maybe 6 7 blocks north and then it's closer to the exit um 600 north. Okay, so it's, it's on the, to that the west side, yeah. a little north. Then. Northwest of yeah. I-15. All right, man. You're right yeah. on. Good, and, uh, good tacos? Um, actually, great quesadillas. Great okay. meat quesadillas. I I love street tacos, um, but this has – Santo Taco has the closest thing to, I think, authentic Mexican meat quesadillas that taste fantastic. They remind me a lot of – we would go to meat markets – when I was growing up and always get the, the carne asada quesadilla. And that was the closest thing I've had. And it was, I, after having it once, I went back for lunch the next two days to get the same thing. And it, it was just phenomenal. So yeah, if you're, if that's some, that's, that's a new, I think it's a newer place. I think they've only been open for less than two years, but great, great place. Very cool. You know, it's always good to to have a, like a new place like that to go in case one of the other staples is too busy or something. You know? well, and also, yeah. this is totally random, but a fun Instagram for anyone to follow. Search for the perfect taco. It was someone, uh, um, the guy who owns a churro, Diablo. Oh, Diablo. Diablo, Diablo churro. Yeah. Uh, he that's what he does. Like his favorite pastime is he goes around and tries all the tacos around town and and rates them and talks about them and it's really cool. It made me think of him. There's a lot of good taco places. I think still some of the best ones are just some of the street taco trailers you sometimes see downtown. There's one. Yeah. I think it's near one of it's near one of the government buildings, but that one's really good. I don't know the name of it. 
So if you're walking through Salt Lake near a gov- any government building, look for a taco uh, stand. <laughs> Just grab one and say, Carson right. told me to get this. Carson told me to get Would you change anything about Salt Lake City or the, the area if you could? One of the things that, that I've really thought, I don't know if this will ever happen. Love the front runner and public transit in the city. I've always wondered if they could ever take from transit and expand it out to Park City from downtown or where it goes all the way down to St. George. Uh, that would be cool. That would be so yeah. cool. Yeah. Now, I, I never don't even thought I don't that. know if the residents of Park City or St. George would ever agree to do that, but if they did, that would be phenomenal because I think especially for, you know, college students and and people that just want to get around that don't want to rent a car. I think I think public transit's the way to go. And so St. George is so unique from what we have up here in Salt Lake and in the Intermountain area or in the Wasatch Front. And Park City, the same thing. And I, I love always seeing how things can connect better so that people can have a greater experience when they're traveling or they say, hey, let's just go on a weekend. Yeah, let's hop on the train tonight and we'll go to St. George or we'll head up to Park City. And then even have like a couple of sp- uh, stops along the way, like Beaver and I don't know, what are some of the other towns oh, along oh, the Parallel? Oh, oh, yeah. There's one down south that has a really great <laughs> Cedar City. Shop. Cedar you know, City, that's you know, what I'm so thinking of. You can connect them. And, I mean, it really wouldn't even be that long of a train ride down there. What, three, four hours? Okay, you know, Carson, you need to quit everything you're doing and just go somehow <laughs> be in charge of the Utah transit system. We'll figure it out. Uh, we'll call. Yeah, someone. I'll. I'll try my best to be like, "Hey, I'll offer you. I've got lots of uh, lots of cookies here for you. Lots of ice cream that I can give you to bribe you to to make that happen." So that's a soft. I think they. Right? I think they come. I think they meet me halfway on that at least. <laughs> What's the? Let's run down the before we before we wrap up here completely. Let's run down the the event again happening. Uh, the One Sweet Festival, I'll let you kind of give the rundown, the date, the location, the time, all that good stuff. So One Sweet Festival, it's Utah's largest sweets event, be taking place on Saturday, September 19th from 11 to 7 p.m. at the shops in Southtown Mall in Sandy. We have uh, around 23 vendors that will be there to, to fulfill all of your sweet dreams and desires. And if you come and if you support, it's always great to support Utah business. But if you do, uh, there's just chances to win various prizes. So when you when you support Utah business, you win big. And come out, just have fun, enjoy yourself at the mall, do some shopping while you're at it, get dinner too, so that you can kind of desensitize your sweet tooth so that you can go out, uh, I guess, cleanse the palate to go out and get more. Um, but yeah, come out, invite your family and friends, make sure to wear a mask, stay socially distant and come out and have a fun time. It sounds great. I, I would like to go. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely I'm planning totally on coming going. and checking it out. Yeah. Was there anything that you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't get a chance to here before we completely wrap this up, Carson? Um, do you have any questions or I was just going to ask, you know, I know that you have your staples of ice cream and donuts. And Chrissy, unfortunately, we don't have a donut vendor. I was working really, really hard. Yeah. Would you like me to write some angry letters? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) If you want. It's your choice. Your choice. But uh, my hands are clean of this. But I think uh, think our donut vendors are still, donut places in the state still do a good job. 
But is there anything, any of the vendors that you had questions about or anything that you wanted to try while you're there? I know some of the names might be newer or just different. Tell us about, okay, so I'm looking at here, I'm looking at, you have chocolate bars, cinnamon rolls, cotton candy. That sounds pretty intense. I mean, shaved ice, gourmet popcorn. Caramels. I mean, you got, I'm looking here. Italian cookies. uh, Okay. Sweet Vinyl Bake Shop has the cutest logo. So I have to try their food because that's how I choose food. Yeah. Tell us about the Sweet Vinyl Bake Shop. What is this place all? Cupcakes and Uh, soda. Yeah. Melissa, Melissa Diaz is the owner. Wonderful, wonderful lady. She just started this venture. I think it was right at the start of COVID. It's only been a few months. Oh, and wow. uh, yeah, and she does cupcakes, but she infuses, she'll be infusing with some of them at the event with Taproot Soda, which is a local uh, soda company. So they're not, I think she'll have the regular ones, but she'll also have the ones that are kind of baked in that, that local pop. Oh, she actually, it looks like she does that with a lot of local places, pulls in and, and actually cooks with their uh, beverages. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, she's been very successful so far. She's done a lot of different like little pop-up bake sale type things and done a really, really good job. So yeah, she'll be a new, she'll be our cupcake uh, go-to when you come. Nice. Just looking at that the looks- list here, which is cool too. If people go to your website, onesweetfestival.com, and then click on the vendors, you have links for each vendor, like whether it's their Facebook page or whether it's their website. That way people can do a little bit of uh, peeking around at, at who's going to be there before they come there. So they can go out and look for some some good stuff. Momo's cheesecake looks delicious. What are dried Skittles? So they are um, they're freeze-dried. So have you ever seen those freeze-dryers like from Harvest oh, Right, their local yeah. company? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they just suck out, at least from what I know, <laughs> they just suck out all the moisture. So it's more, it's almost like dried, she'll have uh, Cedar Valley Treats who is doing this, they, she'll have dried fruit as well. She does dried saltwater taffy, but it's almost more of a crunchy, not as soft. It's more of a crunchy type feel to it. So it's almost like you're eating popcorn kernels that are fruity and don't, um, don't won't break your teeth and taste a lot better. So <laughs> I guess is that's the best way to describe it. And I I forgive me Cedar Valley treats if I totally butchered that because I know a lot of people love them. So no, those look. So, I was looking at her site; they're really cool. Sounds like you just got to go try them yourself, Chrissy. Mm, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going. I'm starting to save up money now to take there to buy <laughs> one from everything. And Chrissy, I was going to say too, Momo's. Wonderful, wonderful cheesecakes. This is going to be the first time that they do a big event in Salt Lake County. They're based really? out in Utah County. Yeah. That's Great. Awesome. They do they do like these mini cheesecakes that they go for $250 a piece. And uh, and then she does four-inch mini personalized cheesecakes if you want something bigger. But they are a great, great company. Uh, they do – she'll be bringing one of her old – like 1970s, 80s RVs that she spray painted in that peach color. So super, no super cool. And the cheesecakes are phenomenal. Oh my gosh. And she even has a little drawing of her little 70s truck on her menu. Oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh. Everyone go to her website. This is so cute. <laughs> I love this. 
How can people, you're on social media too, right? What's, how can people connect with you on social media with this festival, Carson? I'd say the best way is just, uh, we have a Facebook event page. If you put that you're interested or going on the Facebook event page, and you can find that on our Facebook page, I believe you'll get all the updates whenever we post about new golden ticket prizes, event, uh, some of the newer vendors that we'll be announcing here soon, and any other updates. Follow us on Instagram. Um, and then if you, we have all the vendors listed out on one of our Instagram story highlights. And if you, if anyone listening, if you can follow all of our vendors and you know, message them in support, uh, I think that would help them a lot, especially while they're trying to just continue to be stable during, during the pandemic. It's yeah. very important to support local right now. You know, I, I try to, it's something we obviously promote all the time, but right now, especially to try yeah. to go that extra mile. Yeah. All the small uh, business owners could really use our help. And that's what yeah. like a lot of stuff like this. I, I hope everyone is going with the idea in mind, like you said, that we need to support each other. We need to keep, you know, our local economy alive and help our local businesses. And it's a worthy investment to go support local businesses. You know, I, I just think it's really great. Chrissy has a final question. She asks everybody through here, Carson. I'm going to let her ask the question. Thank you so much again for coming to doing the podcast next year when you do the festival again. We'll have to bring you back through and see what's see what's new, right? And see what's see what yeah, you're doing different. For so, sure. But uh, go ahead but and yes, ask your ask your final question. There, I Chrissy. will. Before we let you go, can you give us a motto or a piece of life advice that you live by to leave with the listeners? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And I just want to say thank you so much for having me. Um, love what you guys do. I know you, that both of you really try to help bring out what is unique to Utah, especially with a lot of the small businesses. And as someone who wants to embody that and carry that vision with our with my event, I'm just grateful for people like for like you to do that. So thank you so much. Well, thank you're, you. you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I was gonna say I think the the biggest one that I learned from my mom is she always said when I was grumpy or whatever it was, you can do hard things. And she would say that all the time that my friends would make fun of me for that. So when I would get mad at school or whatever, they'd be like, Carson, remember what your mom said? You can do hard things. And that's been so true, especially during this time with, with COVID-19 where people, whether they own a business or you know, they're individually, is that we can really do hard things. And we can overcome things. It may not be easy. It may not be fun at times, but we definitely learn a lot from that. And that's carried me through a lot of different things, especially trying to get this event put together safely for everyone involved and for just the rest, rest of my life. I think that's the one thing I would, I would leave with everyone. Thank you again to Carson Whitlock for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with this episode show notes on our podcast website, which is at IamSaltLake.com slash 448. All right. It is the first episode of the month. It is Labor Day weekend. So that means that we need to give some love to our Patreon supporters. We got some awesome Patreon supporters. Some of these guys have been uh, supporters for quite a while now. So thank you to them for helping keep the lights going here, helping keep uh, just the ball rolling here. And if you want to become a Patreon supporter, just go to patreon.com slash I am Salt Lake. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com 
All right, I'm just going to read down the list of supporters here. We got some longtime supporters, some people that uh, they've been supporting the po- the podcast for a little while. So thank you. They're to them. basically family. Yeah, basically family at this point. So thank you to Mark Copeland, Nick Naylor, Brett A. Schmidt, Todd Bjorkland, Tim Haran, Michelle Stevens Williams, Christopher A. Heiser, Brandon Hill, Alex Santi, Jay Chambers, Sana. John Miller, Brittany Hemingway, Eric Tomorrow, Nicole Davison, Three Irons SLC, and Nikki Line from over in New Zealand. What a great group of uh, supporters. It just makes me feel good to even hear their names. I love these guys so much. Yeah, and if, I mean, if you're unfamiliar with Patreon, it's like an ongoing Kickstarter where you, a uh, dollar or two a month, goes a long ways in helping keep the podcast going. We got weekly recommendations, though, Chrissy. Oh, we do got, we? We got some good ones this week. Well, when do we not have good <laughs> ones, uh, I guess? So my uh, weekly recommendation is Scategories, actually. The, yes. the I guess it's an older board game or something, it right? It is. I grew up playing Scategories, and I was so excited to buy it for our family. I, uh, I've i probably played it, but I had a blast playing it the other night with the kids and, and well, you and the kids. Yeah, yeah. And, it was really uh, fun. We decided to buy some games uh, with being at home a little bit more, right? Spending mm-hmm. time a little bit more. There's not as many activities out there. Why not spend some time with the family playing games? So if you've never played Scategories, go get it. If you if it's been years, go get it because it's fun. I mean, It's it, so fun. It holds up. It totally holds yeah. up. I agree. Solid one. And my weekly recommendation is The Lawn Boss. So uh, David The Lawn Boss, we found him on Thumbtack. We've been trying to clean up our yard for literally months. But I have allergies, so you have I allergies. can't do anything out there. <laughs> and I threw my back out. You know, I was working every weekend for months and just threw my back out. And I was like, screw it. We yeah. have to find somebody. Oh, my gosh, you guys. David, the lawn boss, is amazing. He came out and he like walked us through the whole process. He does increments at a time and always tells us what he's planning on doing and why and how we can take care of the plants when he's gone. And he's just been so incredible. You can contact him. Just email him at lawnboss at gmx.com. He is amazing. He'll answer any questions and just, oh, I can't recommend him enough, obviously. Great guy. Great guy. Super Does a heck great of a guy. job out there. Yeah. So before we leave, I want to remind you that our entire back catalog of podcast episodes is always at IamSaltLake.com. You can head on over there, check them out, and be sure to share your favorite episodes with family and friends. Hey, and if you're interested in coming on the podcast, or if you want to nominate somebody to come on the podcast, or if you have a story you want to hear, send us an email, hello at IamSaltLake.com. Let us know who you would like to hear on the podcast. Mm -hmm. You guys have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city, support local, and we're going to see you on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And good night, Grammy. <laughs>